Blog Talk Radio. From Live in the Balance, the nonprofit organization committed to advocating on behalf of behaviorally challenging kids and their caregivers, this is Dr. Ross Green. Welcome to Collaborative Problem Solving at School. I'm delighted that you were able to join in. This program airs live each Monday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time during the school year. We explore a variety of topics aimed at helping you better understand and help challenging students and implement the collaborative problem-solving approach in your classroom and your school. If you have a question or comment, call 646-727-2691. If you call in, you'll be muted until I bring you on the air. And now, let's talk about challenging kids and how we can help them. Hey there, welcome to today's program, the pre-Christmas, pre-holiday edition of Collaborative Problem Solving at School. I'm delighted that you have uh, decided to listen in today, either to the live or the recorded uh, version of the program. Uh, This is our last program for quite some time. I think we're not going to do a program on uh, January 2nd, it being as close to the uh, new year um, as it is, and a lot of people either still out of school on that day or um, just getting back to school on that day, not necessarily the ideal day to have a program. So I think we'll have our um, educators panel on the 9th of January instead of the 2nd of January. It's always the first Monday of the month, but um, let's hold off until the 9th, give people a chance to recuperate from all those festivities on New Year's Eve uh, that I seldom participate in, and um, getting back to school will give you a chance to breathe until the 9th. Sound good? Um, How are you? You ready for school break? A lot of uh, people in schools are telling me that uh, they are all too ready for uh, the holiday break, Um, although I'm told that some might be calling in today. I'm not uh, positive if that will actually happen. I was told that some folks might, but we've got a lot of email that has accumulated over the last few weeks that we haven't been able to get to, Um, and so I thought I would cover that a little bit today. But, of course, uh, any questions that you might have, comments, support that you might need on implementing collaborative problem-solving at school, uh, you know the number, 646-727-2691. Callers take priority on the program. Uh, It's great callers the last time we um, made it possible for people to call in. you know, on this program, we do any town frequently. We do the uh, educators panel once a month. Not always uh, easy to do uh, open phone lines, but we got them today, so take advantage if you feel like it. Uh, here's an email. Uh, Dr. Green, as with many school districts, this is a school principal of an elementary school. As with many school districts, we have an increasing number of at-risk students and students who are dropping out of school. I'm wondering about implementing a very aggressive and structured approach to assist these students. I guess I'm even 
suggesting to track these students with individual at-risk plans, much like a student would have an IEP. Uh, what do you think of that idea? I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, uh, whether we would uh, call it an individual at-risk plan, uh, you're certainly welcome to use your own terminology. I love the idea of um, identifying our most at-risk students and putting a lot of energy into helping them and tracking how we're doing and uh, applying interventions that uh, we think will be helpful. Um, I, I mean, there's two pieces of, two or three pieces of paperwork I'd be especially keen on. Uh, one is called the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems. So if the individual at-risk plan starts with the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems, uh, count me in. Uh, second sheet of paper I'd call the Plan B flowchart. This is where we are identifying the specific unsolved problems that uh, we're going to be working on with a student at any particular time, uh, designating who's going to be working with the student on those unsolved problems, and uh, tracking those unsolved problems through to a successful resolution. As I've always said, one of the biggest problems, and this is why I love this at-risk plan, this individual at-risk plan, um, one of the biggest reasons the unsolved problems of challenging students remain unsolved is because, well, we never pinpoint which unsolved problems we're working on. The ones we think we're working on, if we have pinpointed them, are frequently very vague. Um, we talk about them a little bit, but then they go into hibernation, they sort of disappear, and then we forget about them until they pop up again, week after week. Uh, we want to designate somebody who's working on the problem with the student so that we can have this beautiful thing called follow-up. And we can check in with that person, see how it went, see if the problem is solved, monitor it over time. If there was a third sheet, it would be the uh, Plan B cheat sheet. By the way, all of these sheets are available on the um, Lives in the Balance website in the paperwork section www.livesinthebalance.org. Um, so I love your at-risk plan. I wish individual at-risk plan. I love identifying the students in our building who we are most worried about behaviorally. You know, if we're most worried about them, it probably is the case that what we're doing now isn't working. So yeah, fantastic idea. And thank you for emailing. Here's another one. Uh, Dr. Green, I am a uh, counselor slash teacher working in an alternative program. I am working with a 15-year-old male previously on the Department of Corrections who has since been released, who, since, uh, who since being released from DOC has totally shut down as far as doing any academic work. Uh, and attendance and follow-through with simple expectations has almost come to a halt. Last year, he completed many classes. Attendance was excellent. I have met with him countless times, drilling, coming up with uh, joint ideas, met with both parents together and separately. The entire family has met as well to try to come up with 
ways to reach this young man. I've brought it before the administration. Other staff and can't seem to find anything that this young man is willing to follow through with or even bite on with his own ideas. Just says, I don't know repeatedly when asked about his ideas. When we agree on something that he says he likes, he doesn't follow through. I've given him a clean slate as far as consequences for his actions, thinking he was overwhelmed. He loved it, but then quickly repeated his actions that led him to consequences. He hates school, but comes. We've tested his abilities and know he is capable of the work. I've suggested counseling to the parents, and through, and though supportive, they do not follow through either. Other students have watched in frustration as this student continues to make bad choices and have tried to encourage, tried to push him in the right direction with no success. I believe he has problems that he needs to work through regarding his parents, but he's not getting the opportunity to work on those. Trying really hard not to use the old discipline techniques of out-of-school suspension, but I'm not sure how to get his attention. He hates talking to anybody about trying to get things turned around, as I have tried multiple other staff thinking it was just me. So can you help me get unstuck with this young guy? Any help will be appreciated greatly. Well, I'll try. But the problem is I don't know why he's uh, not talking. I don't have enough information about um, what his concerns are. I'm not seeing specific unsolved problems either, so that doesn't give me much to sink my teeth into. Not seeing specific lagging skills makes me wonder, have you all done an ALSIP on this kid yet? Sat down and maybe you have, but I'm not seeing it in your email. Have you all gotten together, those of you who are trying to work with him and figured out what skills he's lacking? Then what specific unsolved problems are reliably and predictably setting in motion his challenging episodes? What are we talking with him about? I'm especially concerned because last year he completed many classes. I'm reading directly from the email now. Attendance was excellent. I wonder what happened. That, that's something that I would want to ask him about. It sounds like you're very devoted to this kid, which is fantastic. I'm just kind of wondering what happened when he was doing well, then got involved with the Department of Corrections, now isn't doing anything. That's what I'd want to know. Now, the other thing you mentioned is that when you guys agree on something that he says he likes, he doesn't follow through. Once again, I'm wondering um, what the unsolved problem is. I'd, I'd need to hear a little bit more about the solution. I'd need to hear more about what his concerns are that we believe are being addressed by uh, the solution that you're coming up with. So many details missing. You know what? Uh, best way to fill me in on the details is to call in. Then I can see if I can help you out. 
So all I can really do is give you the basics because I don't understand why he went from um, doing quite a bit. The only information I have is that somehow he got involved with the Department of Corrections and is now doing nothing. I would need some details. What are his specific lagging skills? What are his specific unsolved problems? What were you talking about? What was the solution that he liked and then didn't follow through on? Solutions that don't get followed through on are usually a sign that they weren't realistic and mutually satisfactory in the first place. Do call in. If you're listening now, 646-727-2691. Call in anytime. Somebody just did, so we're going to go to the phones real quick. Uh, going to go to area code 504. What's on your mind today? Uh, nothing, actually. I, I was trying to uh, to listen for something to to which I had an opinion, but I haven't heard anything yet. So I, I haven't oh, okay. been listening for very long. But Got it. Well, you can listen online mm-hmm. instead of on the phone line. You're, you're welcome to stay on the phone line. But um, feel free to keep listening. All right, we'll do. I'll, I'll press one if I, uh, if I have something to say. Okay. Um, no worries. Let's go to another email. Uh, Dr. Green, I'm working with a 12-year-old boy who is very oppositional. I'm reading your book, Lost at School, in an attempt to help him at the beginning of his career in secondary school. When I started working with him, he had already been suspended twice due to aggressive and disruptive behavior at recess, which was the reason for the suspensions, and his general disregard for the authority of school staff going vague on me. He was restricted to a particular area to be supervised by me, the front hallway. So you are the Plan A enforcer. The Plan A enforcer is emailing here. He has not once complied with this restriction. You know, that sometimes off, um, I'm uh, talking myself now, that sometimes happens when we uh, impose solutions that are not realistic and mutually satisfactory, back to the email, and I end up chasing them around the school instead, which is uh, I've eventually decided to speak up to the powers that be and point out that this exercise is absolutely pointless. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I think I have read this email before. Have I? Hmm. I can't tell if I've read it before on the air or if I... uh, No, I think I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've read this one already. My bad. Sorry. Let's try one more here. Now, wait just a second. Where is that one that I wanted to uh, read out today? Here's a good one. My email is slow and loading today. That's the delay here, folks. This is a nice one. I don't have anything to say to this one. Uh, Dr. Green, I've only known you briefly, and yet your words and your website, Lives in the Balance, are so satisfying and workable. When I need to feel more controlled about the situation I had with my five-year-old son at school, I pull up another link on your website and I see if I can glean anything further. I will be buying enough of your care packages that I may go to debtor's prison, but at least I will keep my son out in the process. 
Thank you for advocating for challenging children. They mean something to someone. Now, if the schools will only choose to try it. Thank you for your email. Don't go to debtor's prison sending care packages. Do send care packages. Do you all who are listening know what a care package is? Care package is something you can send to somebody. The uh, cost is $35, almost the only thing on the Lives in the Balance website that costs money. My goal in founding Lives in the Balance was to um, give as many res- make as many resources as possible available to people for free. So lives, uh, so uh, care packages, unfortunately, will cost you money. We can't afford to send those free, so they're thirty-five bucks. But um, you can send a care package anonymously, and hundreds upon hundreds of people did that in 2012. What, what do they get? They get a copy of uh, Lost at School. They get a copy of The Explosive Child. They get. Um, an article I wrote in Educational Leadership called Calling All Frequent Flyers about the futility of how we often um, discipline kids in our schools and especially how futile school discipline frequently is to the kids who are on the receiving end of it most often. Um, there's a new um, comic up in the comic relief section of the Lives in the Balance website that's worth checking out Um, people have already submitted humorous and pithy captions we choose one every once in a while and then put a new comic up there Here's the uh, email I was looking for. Uh, Dr. Green, my daughter is lost at school. She is on an IEP that is not working. The teachers and guidance counselors don't know what to do with or for her. She often tells the teachers that she's stupid. When an assignment is given, she says, I don't get it. Yesterday, she said to an aide that she was going to throw herself out of the window. She got sent home. We took her to a private counselor this morning who told us that while she's in school, she needs to know that we expect her to conduct herself appropriately. The school has heard about Ross Green when I mention the name. They are willing to learn, but I believe they need professional guidance. Uh, This is one mother's plea for your kind of help. And I'm getting concerned that if I don't get effective help like the CPS methods and philosophy soon, that it will only get worse for my daughter and her teachers. Thank you for getting it. I really need help. I'm scared for my daughter. Well, let's uh, go further than that, eh? And I'd be scared if I was you, too. Not that I know um, specifically what your school is going to be doing just because they've heard of Ross Green. I'm glad they're willing to learn. Please uh, tell them about the Lives in the Balance website. Uh, Have them 
if they will, watch the videos, um, have them uh, watch the videos of me talking about collaborative problem solving, which will be revised soon, have them watch the videos of what Plan B looks like, have them call into the program if they need more help, have them access all of the other resources on the Lives in the Balance website, the paperwork, all of which is available for free. Um, have them do all that stuff. And I'm happy to be as helpful as possible. But that's the goal, is to see if we can help them actually do collaborative problem solving. I'm glad they've heard of it. I'm glad they seem open-minded. Now we've got to get the ball rolling because it sounds like your daughter could use some help. And, uh, of course, my whole goal is to make sure that that help gets to you. What else is on the Lives in the Balance website? I don't know. Most of you who listen to this program already know. Um, one of the most touching parts of the website is the place where people uh, write in uh, about what's going on in their lives with their challenging uh, child. Um, We've been getting quite a few of those lately, so many that we can't keep up. It's called the Tell Your Story section. We're going to have new voices added to the Voices of CPS section soon. We're going to have the... um, all the video from our first annual Lives in the Balance conference on collaborative problem solving, the solution begins in Maine. You'll feel like you were there once you see all of the video that's going to be up on the Lives in the Balance website, hopefully right after the beginning of the new year. Have you taken the school discipline survey? No? I'm going to read it to you. This is on the Lives in the Balance website now, too. Are your school's discipline practices in line with what we now know about why students exhibit challenging behavior? Take the brief survey below to find out. Ready? Number one, my school relies very heavily on adult-imposed consequences such as detention, suspensions, paddling, and other punishments in responding to challenging behavior. Number two, there's 11 of these. I've had people write into me and tell me that all 11 were true. Number two, in my school, classroom teachers frequently send students to someone outside the classroom, for example, the principal or assistant principal, to deal with behavior problems. Three, in meetings about students with behavioral challenges, discussions focus primarily on behaviors rather than on lagging skills and unsolved problems. Four, Terms such as manipulative, attention-seeking, unmotivated, coercive, and limit-testing are frequently used to describe students with behavioral challenges. Five, our functional behavior assessments focus on how a student's challenging behaviors are working to enable him to get, escape, and avoid, rather than on the fact that the behaviors communicate that the student is lacking the skills to respond more adaptively. 
Does it sound like you're building? Six, the philosophy guiding our thinking about behaviorally challenging kids is kids do well if they want to rather than kids do well if they can. Seven, in responding to challenging behaviors, the school relies heavily on a rubric system a list of behaviors students mustn't exhibit and an algorithm for how students for how adults should respond to those behaviors if they are exhibited. 8. There are many frequent flyers in the school students whose behavior has not improved despite frequent exposure to the school discipline program. 9. The problems precipitating students challenging behavior seem to occur again and again without ever being durably solved. 10. We are still blaming parents for the challenging behavior their children exhibit at school rather than on collaborating with them to understand the lagging skills contributing to that challenging behavior. And 11, our response to students' challenging behavior is primarily emergent and reactive rather than planned and proactive. Is that your building? Lives in the Balance is happy to help you out. Go to the School Discipline Survey on the Lives in the Balance website and um, contact us so we can work together with you to get the ball rolling, to make things better in your building for challenging kids. You know, the person who, well, the people who said they were going to call into today's program must have had something come up. So, um, I'm out of emails, and um, I think we're going to call it a day today on collaborative problem-solving at school. Uh, short program, but I hope you all have a very happy holiday, and I'm looking forward to having you back again on January 9th when we have our educators panel on. Uh, always the best program of the month. We've got a few any towns in January as well, and uh, certainly keep those emails coming. I'm happy to answer them live on the air uh, in the meantime. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Have a great holiday. Talk to you in January. Bye.